Well, welcome to my listening audience again today. This is a new episode of New Ways of Being. And uh, today, I am uh, very pleased that I have as a guest on the show, uh, Theodora Izzard. I hope I pronounced that correctly. <laughs> yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Theodora oh, good. Izzard. Okay. <laughs> and uh, she, she, uh, she is a spiritual seer, a healer, a guide. She offers uh, unique, inspiring experiences to her clients through what she calls God code sessions. So we're going to be asking her about what that is, what that means. And, uh, but she also, you know, uh, this is very appropriate. I think, she, you know, she says that uh, her life has been transformed after a spiritual awakening, which I talk a lot about on these shows and rapid ascension from the depths of complex PTSD and addiction to now being an award-winning energy healer. So um, she has a perfect background for us to uh, learn from today. So uh, welcome, Theodora. How are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Well, good. Well, I'm going to uh, start as I usually do, and I'll uh, I'll let you go ahead and tell the audience a bit about yourself, your history, uh, some of what I just mentioned there. Uh, it sounds yeah. like you um, you went some through some uh, dark nights of the soul type of things to uh, really finally be triggered to a point of where maybe you decided to make some changes. I, I don't know how that happened for you. So I'll let you tell your story and what you're doing <laughs> today, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely, you know, before my spiritual awakening, which was nearly eight years ago now, um, I was just, I didn't believe in anything. You know, I thought that life was just tough and you kind of got through it. And if you could laugh along the way, then great. But um I was really, I was at a sort of breaking point. Um, my father had just died and I was really struggling. I'd been struggling before that anyway um, with addiction and binge eating. And, you know, I just, I just, I couldn't cope with wow. life. Um, and after, and I just, I was so numb to mm -hmm. everything um, because everything just seems constant. You know, there was no let up for me it seemed. And um, about three or four months after my father died, I ended up going to a chiropractor. And she um, said, look, I, I'm a I'm a medium. And there's a man here that wants to speak to you. Oh. And I was such a total skeptic. I was like, this is insane, you know, whatever. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. And, um, and then she started saying all of this stuff and describing and it was my father who had come through. Oh, wow. And, and, and to the point where he was saying things that were so personal that I didn't recognize, I didn't understand the like meaning of things he was saying at the time until I'd spoken to my mother and, and then it, and I was getting chills all the time and I was like, okay. And that kind of opened me up to understanding that there was something else uh -huh. apart from what was going on here. 
Um, and that then kind of opened me up to, uh, you know, I was going for mediumship readings because they were like, he's got more to say and, and things like that. And one of the late, a teacher that I went to, she said, you know, you've got, you have this, you have this ability, um, and you're, you're going to end up doing energy healing and Reiki and, you know, all of this stuff. But she said, you're kind of at a, a crossroads in your life. Um, and you can either open Pandora's box or you can keep it shut and, you know, keep going the way you've been going. But what do you want to do? And so I just sort of said, oh, well, let's just get it open. Then why not? You know, uh-huh. <laughs> um, and and so that opened me up. Um and then from then I, I, you know, I was learning about energy and how to be a psychic or reading energy and mediumship energy and things like that for a few years. And then I um, ended up on a healing retreat in India. And that was the first time that I really experienced energy healing. And I had bigger shifts in that week than I'd had in the previous three years of talk therapy. Wow. And I was like, okay, this is, there's something really in this, you know, this is important work. Um, and so then it kind of just went from there. I I found out that I had healing ability um, through a meditation where I was sitting under a tree and, you know, they say, take healing for yourself. And a list of five people's names came up in my mind. So I thought, oh, well, I'll just send it to them instead. And then um, after the that week, the week after I, I bumped into each of those five people, which was weird enough as it is. And... Um, they, you know, I'd said, oh, how have you been? Or, you know, how's life? And they said, oh, you know, I haven't been very well, but Wednesday evening, or I woke up on Thursday morning and I just felt better. And after the third person said it to me, I was like, okay, this is, there's something in this. So <laughs> um, that's, I did a Reiki course to kind of learn how to do energy healing within the right parameters, you know, to kind of learn how to do it. Um, and I moved on to angelic Reiki very quickly. I was working with horses as well as with humans. Wow. Um, and and then yeah, and I was I ran a I won um, multiple awards for that business. It was called TFI Reiki, and I did that for four and a half years. But through my kind of own healing process and ascension process, I was kind of I got to the point probably about a year or so ago that I knew I was being asked to do more um and i was capable of holding more energy and and doing kind of deeper bigger healing um and that's when the kind of god energy started coming through for me and i was just working on it with it primarily just for myself um and then i was i just got to the point where i just said you know what am i supposed to do next because i knew i needed to do something else but i didn't know what and then um, I'd said that quite well prayed or said that the night the night before and then the next morning I received an email um from someone I've been following for a few years about this God code course that they were offering and it was the first time that she'd done it and it was the first time she'd offered it but I was like okay that's what I need to be doing <laughs> so uh now here I am really <laughs> wow wow yeah so um so you're, it sounds like uh, because that process extended over a number of years, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was trying to 
pick up, you know, some people have this sudden spiritual awakening. It might be Kundalini or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, whatever it is that triggers um, and they kind of totally wake up all at once. Now, that's never been the case for me. My mm-hmm. awakening process has been over a lot of years as well. And um, but uh, wow. Yeah, it sounds like you have definitely some big moments of breakthrough and realization. Yeah, to be honest, I feel like every day is a bit of a breakthrough. Like <laughs> things tend to happen now so so frequently. Um, you know, it has been and I you know, with awakening, I I like to say it's a remembering because actually it feels it doesn't feel like these are things that I haven't been able to do before. You know, and I think that's why when things when you're learning about energy or you're learning about how to work with energy or learning, you know, about spiritual practice and things like that. So when things, when it kind of clicks very quickly and, you know, like when I was learning to read energy, I was like, Oh yeah, I can do this. And I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew, but I was just able to do it. And so that kind of, I knew that it was an innate like soul gift um, that I was just remembering in my human form how what how to work yes. with it, and I'm glad you used that word because um, you know I've heard many spiritual teachers point that out that we, you know I I guess one way of saying it is well we, it's a very common expression now that we're spiritual beings having a human experience, mm-hmm. but uh, most of our lives just the way our level of human consciousness is since we're very uh, based in the spiritual ego, uh, very driven by our programming, let's say Mm -hmm. uh, that we don't remember that we are spiritual beings. Mm -hmm. We don't realize that. And one definition of awakening is that breaking through to that realization that we are much more than we think we are. And that we have a, a powerful uh, connection or uh, um, the fact that we are spiritual beings that um, has so much potential that we don't use. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, that's a good word to use. Yes. You know, and you said something else in, in the material I saw, I think it was, it was on your website that I liked a lot too, because, and you were talking about your God code sessions and you said this, we are not working with God necessarily in a religious sense, but as the highest intelligent, creative, and unconditionally loving energy frequency in the universe. It is a frequency that already resides in you. That is a very powerful statement. And it's and it's a good way to talk about, you know, when I got into my spiritual exploration phase, um, the the realization that I finally came to is that what we call God is universal consciousness. And, and so I talk in those terms a lot, but it is really good to point out that uh, God or that high energy in the universe is, is not only intelligent and creative, but unconditionally loving which many people don't 
accept, you know, necessarily off the top. And exactly. so, but I love that statement. I, yes. So why don't you tell us more about this, uh, the, the God code work that you do with clients? And so, I mean, to just continue, that was really my, just to continue your point, you know, through my awakening process, I never used to say God. And mm-hmm. I had this resistance to God because of, I think a lot of people do because of religion. And, you know, there's this whole, everyone just goes, oh, no. Yes. Again, yes. And, and I used to feel exactly the same. But what I, and so, you know, when I first started off, I would always say the universe or source or, you know, right. my team, and that was it. But what I actually found was as I was doing my own trauma healing and as I was working to consciously remove the blocks around my heart and within my life to unconditional love, the more that this God energy was coming through. Mm-hmm. And and then I had moments where I, I remember once I was sitting um, in a kind of semi-meditative state and um, God had come through and just sat with me. And we just sat and the energy that I was sitting in was the purest, gentlest, unconditional love and kindness that I had ever experienced in ever. I couldn't mm-hmm. possibly of it in any other way and that really just cemented it for me you know because so often we kind of we're told god's power and we're told god is this force and all of this you know and and it completely shifted that experience was so i felt it through my whole being and so that was when i was really able to kind of cement my connection with God and be able to use God in that in that way without using it with religion because actually my experience has been about finding that connection within yourself and you having a direct connection with God whatever that means for you but without having to have any of the and it about it without it about it's about being with your experience of that energy yes. rather than what one else says it has to be or or things like that um and in regards to the god coding work <laughs> um i kind of obviously through my own healing journey i've done so many different types of you know done traditional talk therapy and somatic therapy and all the different types of spiritual healing you could do and 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 you are a reiki master right yes yeah yeah sorry sorry to interrupt go ahead that's all right don't worry (laughs) yes um but this really when i had just it felt it felt so thorough and the shifts that were i was experiencing in my own life from having god code sessions were just enormous and because it works through the quantum field, obviously, if you're working with that highest vibrational frequency that knows everything that you could possibly need, it's the quickest and easiest way to clear out absolutely everything that you need from your energy field around a specific issue 
And so therefore, and it's a quite a strange, when you feel the shifts that it creates, it does kind of feel like a, a miracle in a way because it happens in such a, um, it's so quick often, mm. And, mm. but yet so such a smooth transition. And it's kind of like you're suddenly just in complete alignment with where you need to be going. It's like all the doors have just opened. And it's really, um, it's creating great change, not only in my own life, but in my clients' lives. And I'm just so excited to be able to try and bring it, you know, and offer that possibility for change to other people. And you find that you can help help most people experience that? Yeah, I think um, I did it actually, I, I talked about it recently on social media. You know, I think the only thing that you really need for a God Code session to work is a desire to change. Because when I, you know, when I was in the depths of my sadness and whatever, all that I knew that I wanted, I said to myself, I just don't want to be sad anymore. Mm -hmm. And I kind of made a promise to myself that day that I would do whatever it took to get happy. And I'm still on that journey, you know, <laughs> but, but I didn't, I didn't know about God then or spiritual stuff, or, but, but that desire to change was there. And that, I know just because I didn't, wasn't connected to God at that point doesn't mean that God wasn't connected to me. Yep. So the wheels were still turning. Right. Do you see what I mean? So I don't think that's what it's saying. You don't have to be, you can be religious, you can not be religious, you can be spiritual, you can not be spiritual. It really doesn't matter. But if there's something, if you're willing to go, look, I'm stuck in this area of my life and I'm willing to give this up to a higher power so that they can sort it out for me, that's really all you need for it to work. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, what you just said there, um, you know, so to give that up, that, that surrender, do you think that's a really key important part of, of it to be able to make the kind of change that people want, you know, cause I think many people appro approach it as they're trying to fix themselves. You mm -hmm. know, they have, they view it as a problem and, okay, what do I need to do to fix it? Um, and yeah, they want to change, but they may not recognize that or have that desire yet. Um, you know, I, I, I guess I don't know quite how to express that, but uh, uh, yeah, I, it's a good point. And I think, what do you think? I think it depends on, you know, you might not know. So, some, so for example, someone might come and say, oh, well, I've got this this problem with this person and I'm having this problem at work and, and I'm having this problem at home. Mm -hmm. And even though they might seem like three individual problems, mm -hmm. actually the root cause will actually be very, will be the same. And that's kind of part of the beginning of the process is I'm able to cut for some, I'm able to, I will be, I will hear what their problem is. So actually it will be low self-worth or fear of failure or something mm -hmm. like that, right. you know, and that's the actual 
crux of the issue. And so that's the thing that we need to clear. That's the thing that we're going to decode because also sometimes if we think, oh, uh, um, you know, like with manifesting, I always, I don't necessarily tend to manifest because I think actually God probably has a much better thing for me to receive than I could ever imagine. So mm -hmm. I'm just going to ask for whatever God wants to bring me and mm -hmm. be open to receive that and then be completely amazed when something better than I could ever have imagined turns up, you know, so as equally with what we want to kind of change, I think sometimes if we get too specific, we can actually close ourselves off from being able to make changes in lots of areas of our life. Right. Right. Definitely. I understand that, you know, so, I don't think I had heard th that term God code before. Mm -hmm. Where where does that come from? You know, and why why do you use that particular term? Um, well, it was a I followed a woman called Carolyn, um, her and on YouTube, and I'd followed her for years, um, about four years, and she was only the really only the real only person that I really did follow on YouTube because all of her readings just always resonated and it was about finding this connection with God and and within but about finding it within yourself mm -hmm. and even though we have very different styles it was just something that I kind of I knew that's what I I was interested in that mm -hmm. even though I was doing completely my own thing and um and she channeled she channeled the the protocol she channeled that she was she was doing all of this herself and so has now um been able to begin to teach it and oh. and teach other people how to use it so because it works there's like a set protocol i guess oh okay. um, like a system that we use to be able to make sure that we clear every layer aspect <laughs> of of your quantum energy field um so there is a so but within that then we're also i'm able to then clear whatever comes up that's specifically in your energy field does that make sense so we kind of have a framework but then there's movement within that for your individual um needs and and clearings and stuff so um yeah so i i repeat this a lot in my shows but uh uh you know i i really kind of came through a very conceptual view of a spirituality and a lot of spiritual teachers, you know, teach that way. But in uh, the last couple of years, more and more, I've uh, had guests on my show that um, are energy healers, you know, and so, and so I've been learning about the energy healing and that when you uh, do like psychic work or medium work, it's through reading energy of the other person right yeah yes well that's that's psychic yeah so psychic re is reading another person's energy mediumship is reading the spirit energy ah okay so there's that's that because not all psychics are mediums but all mediums will be psychic okay hey i got it yeah <laughs> Well, that's I, I wasn't clear about that before. Although I I had a medium on my show, and she she gave a very similar uh, 
clarification about psychic versus medium. <laughs> so, uh, okay. I think the most important thing and really what was the kind of basis for my learning was actually having to learn what my energy felt like, what my energy field was full of and who I was. So, because if you don't know who you are, how do you, how are you then able to tell what someone else is when it comes into your energy field? Yeah. So that's really been the, you know, and that's the thing. It's not what I also try and, you know, kind of as a, as a recurring message is every, it always comes back to you. You know, if you have to go in and work out what's going on within you, because so often, and I saw this a lot with, you know, through my kind of my journey as an energy healer through my Reiki business is so many of my clients would be reflecting yeah. issues that I had myself or similar things that were going on in my own life. And so it's important to be able to, to really get strong with your own connection to yourself and your own energy and, and know what that feels like, because then, you know, if something's off. Right. Know? So, um, you know, I, th I think, uh, well, one question I wanted to ask is, um, so did you learn to experience energy like this yourself in the Reiki training primarily that you received or? No, I had done other training before that. Oh. So I would go to, um, I would go to like a circle, a learning circle, oh. um, where we would learn how to read energy. We would read, um, objects or cards or, people and so we were always practicing so that that taught me how to begin to do that um and then with the mediumship energy um again I was in another mediumship circle but I also went to um I did a course at the Arthur Finley College um in Essex which is a spiritualist um college okay and did a and course you're, there. you're in England right Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and but there were lots of, but there was an international, but you know, there were lots of people that come from all over the world um, to, to learn there mm, um, wow. because they do courses on absolutely everything. It's, it's an, a really incredible place. And the energy there is unbelievable. Um, it's, you know, it was one of the most hardcore <laughs> four days of my entire life. Cause it was just, well, it was such intense energy. I, yeah. So this is very interesting though. Um, you know, I, personally uh, was not aware of that uh that there were colleges like that or and, and the idea of having uh, learning circles uh yeah. you know is really cool i mean that's uh that's a great thing and you know the way probably i would say most of us are brought up is we aren't taught much about recognizing our own energy right mm -hmm. And uh, and maybe that's beginning to change. I mean, maybe there will be a growing acceptance of that as being something very important to learn. Yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, I really hope so, because, I mean, it's really been such an important part of my own healing journey, you know, aside from my spiritual one of getting strong and secure and stable in in myself and and who I am and that love of myself so that then that love can go out into you know the other aspects of my life and relationships and things like that so uh you mentioned 
or or I guess I I read it, but um, that one of the big things in that you went through in changing your own life experience was in dealing with that trauma. Mm-hmm. And um, and I know a lot of people, it seems like more so women, um, deal with uh, trauma. Uh, you know, how did you uh, work through that? Was that at the same time you were doing the energy work or? Yes. Yeah. So it was, it all kind of started at the same time. Um, and I actually think it's been the only reason that I've been able to I don't know, ascend or or learn to hold so much energy is because of the trauma healing work that I've done, because I've kind of made that space where all of that depth and darkness was, where I've released that, I'm now able to fill it, fill that void with light. And um, it's, and also because I was doing it at the same time, you know, uh, people say, oh, wasn't this all this spiritual stuff? Like, wasn't it overwhelming? Isn't it a lot to deal with? And I was like, well, not compared to the trauma work that I was doing. <laughs> so <laughs> the spiritual stuff was actually kind of just, you know, the nice the nice thing to do in the evenings. But um, yeah, I think it's an important, I did, you know, I did standard talk therapy for three years. Um, and that was making some changes, but it wasn't until I incorporated the energy healing at the same time that I really started to see real huge shifts in who I was and how I was responding to the world. Um, And then I did a lot of just kind of spiritual healing for about a year after that. And then I started working with somatics. So about integrating it, releasing the trauma that was stuck in the body, but then also again, being able to calm the nervous system and hold what was coming in. Um, and so now I kind of try and I mix all three together because I think actually to really create long lasting healing, you need to be using mind, body and spirit to be able to really clear it on all levels. So very important point. Yes. Uh, uh, I hope the holistic approach and, and understanding wholeness more broadly is I think that's something I've I've been interested in and talk about a lot, but uh, because you know a lot of people use the word wholeness and they relate it to body and mind, mm. but don't understand how that integrates to spirit as well. And and to me, you know, spirit ultimately is the driver. That's who we are. We yeah. we are spirit, and people, uh, you know, we've brought up to keep our spiritual life very separate from our practical life. And, you know, but if we had a more holistic view and if uh, as a culture and a civilization, we had a more holistic view, you know, I, well, and I, in fact, I think that's what we need to have in order to see the world become a better place to deal with all the huge, huge, huge systemic issues that we're dealing with these days. Um, You know, and, and so many people, I think, are just in despair because they see how bad the world is, so to speak. I mean, because the news is so filled with violence and, and war and all of that, um, that it's, it's hard to see how, how are we going to overcome that? How are we going to 
change the world and make it a better place. I, I'm seeing that it is indeed happening, and it happens on a person by person basis. I think, you know, yeah. uh, but having people get to the point where they they say, I something has to change in my life, and then yeah. and they seek out someone to help them, uh, help make that happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, is yeah. that your your experience? Yes, I think, I mean, I try, I really, I tapped out of the news um, as much as possible because I think, you know, actually when, when you're, when you stop looking at that and you start looking at the world that you're actually living in, there is so much good and, and people are kind and people do nice things for each other most of the time. Not to say that people don't make mistakes. And yes, obviously, there are people that are not doing nice things. But if that's all that you're, if you're only feeding your brain with, oh, my God, look how horrendous the world is, that begins to be all you see. And part of it was due to my own, you know, my own trauma. Like, I just could not deal. I was so in my own processing. I could not deal with anybody else's stuff. No matter if that was on a world stage or somewhat, you know, my next door neighbor, like I just could not. I was like, I have to sort myself out here. I cannot deal with anything else. So, you know, as and obviously as I've worked through my own stuff, I've been able to be more open. But I think it is about you wanting to create that change for yourself and therefore the world. And definitely in my own you know if we start talking about frequency and heart coherence and things like that actually the best thing that you can do to help to change the world and the lives of those around you is to change yourself mm-hmm. and i have definitely seen that in my own healing practice and my own you know my family and things like that they they're just i can i, I see it happening Right. How those ripples have changed as as my frequency has changed and people have learned things, how I have done stuff. And that's really what I would like to yeah. try and help with other, you know, help other people to do is, you know, I can own, I've, all of my learning has been through experience. You know, I've not gone looking in books or trying to find answers like everything just happens to me (laughs) and then I go oh and then I might find a book on it or then I'll find a podcast on it and so that will explain the spiritual experience that I just had or the learning that I've just had yes and so you know it's been Uh, very organic um Um, you know so uh, uh, the term way sure I I really have come to understand is um and, and it Initially, I understood it. I thought it was just another word for spiritual teacher, but now I understand that it is someone who is goes is willing to go through their own learning process, and that shows up in the world, you know. And and in fact, you may not have to um, be someone who's helping others, you know, as clients. But mm-hmm. if you change, people notice. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, I've I was actually I, I there's I run a community space um on the Mighty Networks and last night we were having a and Q and A session and we were having kind of this conversation about 
someone was, you know, about kind of knowing that you're meant to be leading mm-hmm. and and there's and there's always this part of you that goes, but why me? Like, <laughs> but actually, you know, you can, and it, it's very it can be uncomfortable having to go first and being at the front and and going, okay, I don't I don't really know where I'm going, but I'm going to trust that the path is going to keep showing itself to me and that I'm going to end up to where I need to be and I'm going to do what I need to do and getting used to sitting in that kind of discomfort of just the unknown. I think is actually what it is Mm -hmm. um, has been a great learning experience for me. And it's definitely something that I'm still in, (laughs) but it is getting more comfortable as I'm, as I'm going along, you know, but I think it is happening for a lot of people. Um, And I think, you know, that's kind of one of the things that I wanted to create in the community that I've um, set up is, is a space where people cannot feel so alone. And if they are experiencing things or they are having these kind of feelings and experiences and stuff, they can go, this happened and I'm not really sure what's going on. <laughs> Just to have a, you know, a space to um, to connect with people, really. Because yeah. I was, I definitely felt very alone in my spiritual awakening a lot of the time, you know. Yeah, I think probably a lot of people do. Um, mm. You know, uh, there's a spiritual teacher named, uh, Patricia Albert, who's doing some really great work. And she talks about uh, we beyond me, uh, mm-hmm. that, you know, that we are at a point where we need to have a greater awareness of we. Uh, you know, most of our spiritual work is internal and 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 by ourselves. And to some extent that it has to be that way at least in the beginning. But I think there is uh, probably a need to have uh, more opportunities to to share our experiences through communities, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm slowly building a community uh, related to my podcast as well. I, and I want that to be a, a growing part, but, you know, and, and you're doing uh, much the same kind of thing. I think that's uh, something that is so important and actually, just to mention this, going beyond that, like the work that Patricia Albert is doing is, um, you know, there truly is something that is called unity consciousness. Yeah, and yeah. We, we can we can uh, a step into such a place of unity consciousness that we really can lose the sense of individuality and, and operate as a unity, as a group or uh you know the ideal would be is what wouldn't it be fantastic if the whole world were that way uh in in consciousness yeah yeah definitely i mean it's definitely something that especially this year that i've started to really tap into um i do a lot of work bringing healing into the kind of earth's grid and that network um via the trees and so and just working with the trees and connecting with the trees and that I've really felt that unity energy and a complete oneness so much more often um, than ever before. And, and it is really, that's the thing when you start kind of working in the quantum field and you realize that there is no separation 
and that's the thing like you can connect into anybody anywhere anything and it and it's all available um life starts to change <laughs> quite yes quite and, rapidly and, or the or the, know, the old way of thinking about things you know i'm so glad you, i'm so glad you mentioned that because um uh well i think i noticed that that you had some and you commented on it earlier, actually, that I think it was in India that you had an experience with uh, the trees. And, um, the, you know, that that it's so important to understand that. Um, and in fact, what I've really come to the understanding is and, and I'm backing up a moment. Yeah. People would say, oh, that's so that's that's crazy, mm -hmm. you know, and we're brought up with that thinking. But in reality, and the way I understand it now, is the whole universe is living consciousness. Mm -hmm. And that is uh, expressed in the quantum field. It manifests in the quantum field. There is a there is something deeper than the quantum field, and that's the absolute consciousness, I believe. But yeah. most everything expresses through the quantum field, and there is no separation. And uh, the more that people can understand that, that mm. that's really necessary for big change to happen in the world. Because as long as we're coming from the perspective of separation, mm. it's always going to be war and in a battle. We're always in the state of fear. We're always, yeah. you know, it's me versus everybody else. And um, but if you saw the whole world as totally interconnected. Mm -hmm. And, and truly saw that, I mean, that that is going to change people's behavior, you know, uh, the more deeply they understand it, certainly. But yeah, and I think for me, that's actually why trauma healing has been such an integral part of my ascension, because the more, you know, trauma is inherently disconnecting. That's what mm. it does. It makes you disconnect from others, from yourself, from wow. feeling from sensation, from everything. It's just a disconnection. So really any kind of healing can be found in connection, whether that is connection to yourself, to a higher power, to the earth, to a yoga practice, like whatever you find connection with will be healing. And the more that we can search for connection, and cultivate connection in whatever way, shape, or form that wants to turn up. That's really the way to heal on an individual and a collective basis, I think. Well, thank you so much for that. That is, um, to me, that's an amazing insight. Um, I think I know that at some level, but I'm not, I don't know if I've heard someone say that so clearly before that, uh, healing requires connection and I, I i totally uh understand and agree with that um and you know that kind of number one it, re it reinforces the need for community ultimately you yeah. know you you know as you described in your own experience you first have to get through your own healing yeah, that yeah. trauma and have some level of connection to the world around you before you can move on but that's yeah. that's such an important learning lesson and um i'm glad you said that uh, I, i'm sure i 
I can just, I can hear the audience right now relating to that um, uh, very strongly. So that uh, brilliant point. I, there was something else I wanted to ask you about, and we haven't talked about it yet. Um, um, the, the term authenticity. Mm-hmm. Say a few words about your experience with what authenticity is and how we learn to come more into uh, authentic lives. For me, authenticity has been about learning what my truth is and then not being ashamed to live that. Yes. And not being, you know, only really being guided by my own intuition, by my own heart, and and just, I find it, you know, I don't know, I don't. It's just part of who I am. Like I just, I find it physically impossible to be able to lie. <laughs> mm. Like I just, I can't do it. It doesn't. It won't come out my mouth. <laughs> so I think that helps because, but I mean, there has definitely been, you know, a lot of unmasking and a lot of me having to work out, well, hang on a minute. Is this something that I actually want to do? Is this something I enjoy? How does this, does this feel like a yes for me in my body and in my life? And learning what a yes and a no feels like to me and getting comfortable in being able to sit in both of those expressions of self has been paramount to being able to live an authentic life. Yeah. You know, I, I think this is something else um, that's important and there needs to be more discussion and sharing about, uh, about all of this. What, what authenticity is and not not defining a word but uh experiencing what the reality of authenticity mm. is uh i i kind of had a shake up a couple of years ago when i was trying to get into life coaching and i was doing some life and co- life coaching and i enjoyed it and um but i had a a coach Mm-hmm. that I was working with and uh, he commented on a post that I made on LinkedIn and mm-hmm. and he said it, he didn't think that was uh, authentic me and uh, that shook me up because I thought what what are you talking about if I I think it's an authentic me but mm-hmm. it probably really wasn't you know at some level I think um, again it's a part of how we've uh, been brought up in the world. We've been taught to have a mask to, you know, um, you got, there's all these shoulds and musts Mm -hmm. and you have to behave this way. And so we, we don't, we tune out our, what we would really like to think and do Mm -hmm. so much. And we learn not to be authentic. We, you know, um, go ahead. Yes. Definitely. And I mean, it's, you know, I think so much of it, especially with social media and things nowadays, it's all about, okay, what's going to get other people to like me? 
Mm-hmm. Where it's actually people are forgetting, well, if I don't like me, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And and that's really, I say it to my, <laughs> I have a friend all the time and I, because I've, I've just restarted, relaunched my social media for, um, for the God coding and things like that. But also I'm just, I'm able to come, I'm now putting out content that I enjoy. And if I was following me, I would like all my stuff. And so, and and really, if if other people are going to like that, then great. But if they're not, then cool. Don't like it, and I don't care because that's the thing. I'm not I'm not putting out content for anyone else. And I think that's the thing because, and that's how you really. That's when you know that something is true. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I've got to ask you. You know, I. I, I really very much dislike social media personally mm-hmm. or most of it. Uh, yeah, there's yeah. a little little bit of good stuff on on LinkedIn. but um, you know, have you learned to use social media in an authentic way? Do you, do you use social media? Um, I I quite I like Instagram and I share things to Facebook, but I don't, I've I really, I used to be on social media a lot and I found it actually quite disconnecting as much mm. as it's, you know, designed to connect everybody. Uh-huh. Um, I found that I would I'd lose hours of my day for one. So I was so much less productive. I was really a lot more zoned out when I was on social media all the time. And also just energetically, I just felt like I was swimming in everybody else's gunk yes. all the time. And, yes. you know, I think lots of people now use social media like a therapist and, <laughs> but actually don't really, but they're not going to therapy. They're just getting opinions or, do you know I, mean? I find it actually, especially Facebook, a very toxic environment. Yes. Um, and so I really don't spend any time on Facebook. I came off of LinkedIn because it just wasn't really my vibe anymore. Do you know what I mean? I think you have to you have to know what platform is the right one for you. Right. Um, and I'm not saying I won't go back on it, but I just, you know, you right. kind of know. Right. Again, you have to follow what feels right for you and and kind yeah. of just go with that and know that you'll find the people that want to connect with what your message is. You but, know? you know, but your observation that so much of social media is swimming in other people's gunk or junk or whatever you want to call it. Uh, a lot of people need to realize that a part mm. of people's problems is when you're down in that stuff, you don't see the good in the world. You don't, you're not going to change. That's always going to hold you back. Yeah. And um, so we need a more awareness. I mean, maybe probably in the future, social media can be made to be, something that is uh, better, have more value. But um, I think mm-hmm. that's worth worth pointing out to people. So thank you for doing that. I think the uh, problem is, is that it also creates so much um, comparison. Yes. So people are always looking outwards at going, oh, well, this person's doing this or that person. And actually it's very easy to then go, oh, well, why aren't I doing that? And I definitely felt that. But actually, again, it's about coming back into going, 
your plan is your life and you're where you're exactly where you need to be and you don't need to compare yourself to anybody else yes. and you know just finding that that truth and connection and actually what i've also found is that as i've come off of social media the people that actually want to be connected to me i want to spend time with me and want to be in touch with me and be a part a physical active part of my life are there and, and everybody do, else is just yeah. getting on with their own lives which is great right so and, they, that, you know? and they probably do it more directly right they, yeah they communicate you with you more directly not necessarily going through this intermediary of Facebook or or some yeah. social media platform. Um, uh, and you you said something pretty valuable um, uh, back quite a ways uh, in our conversation. You said there really is so much good in the world, and and that's in the nature of people. And uh, that's another message that needs to be out there much more than it is. Uh, you know, people like you and I and others need to be really pointing that out. I mean, we are spiritual beings. We are good by our very nature, uh, but it's just all buried in the, the, the junk of the world based on separation. And, but we have the ability to, to change that and to share that message. So I'm, I'm, that's something that's very good to talk about. Definitely. I mean, the message that love wins has followed me throughout my life. Not necessarily that I knew it when I, <laughs> to begin mm -hmm. with, but it really, it really has stuck with me. And the more that I've grown, the more I've seen that pattern and actually having that mantra <laughs> has got me out of some of the darkest times when I thought there was no hope and, you know, nearly gave up and then some love would appear. And I, and I just, and I, even if that's all I could hold on to, to get me through that day, it got me through and it got me into the next day when things got better. And do you know what I mean? I, and I think we have to have something to keep us going. Yes. And that's been my thing. Yes. And I'm the more that I can incorporate that into my life and my belief systems, the more that I see that that is true. I agree totally. Theodora, this has been just an incredible conversation. I don't want to bring it to an end. Uh, <laughs> we, could, we could keep talking, I'm sure, for another hour. But I would really, we really are out of time. I think yeah. your last point there is such an, a big message to end on. Love wins. Yeah. So uh, uh, thank you for that. Any any final words that you really must say before we come to an end here? Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. And thank you so much for having me. Um, like I said, I mean, if anybody wants to connect with me, you know, get in touch, website, social media, blah, 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 blah. I would love to be able to continue the conversation in various forms and various ways and you know and yeah really continue to connect however we um all find each other so I would okay love that. so uh yeah t tell the audience your uh your website uh so it's www.seahealerguide.co.uk um and then yeah all the information is on there but if if you google theodora 
see a healer guide, it will it will come up. So. Yes. Well, thank you again. This has been, um, it's exactly the kind of uh, conversation and information I I want to share on this podcast. So thank you. And um, to the audience, have a great day and a great life.